What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Annika Creates Podcast. My name is Alex Krotz, and this week I want to talk to you about the fear of failure when creating and how the fear of failure has no place in creativity. How you can't compare yourself to others all the time. There's a place for that, but it's not when you're creating. And that just feeds the fear and the ultimate downfall of what will make you successful. So, Let's get into it. Welcome to the Anik Creates Podcast with your weekly dose of music, technology, and creative inspiration. Now your host, Alex Krotz. So to start out, I do want to acknowledge that the fear of failure is completely natural. We all have it. It's always going to be there somewhere in the back of our heads at all times. It's something that we just kind of have as human beings. And especially in music, when we think we need to be successful, and the only way to be successful is to be like the other successful people. We try and shift our creativity and the things that we're doing towards the more poppy sounds and the more poppy structures and the different things. We just constantly feel like we have to be the next Justin Bieber or Ariana Grande or Nicki Minaj or whatever that icon is within your style of music, you just try and shift it constantly to become them. And that is a problem. And that is stemming from that fear of failure. You think that if you are like them, you'll have a better chance of success and you won't be as close to failing. However, the problem is, is that that is exactly why you'll fail because you're just going to be another one of those people that do that exact same thing that's been done before a million times and you won't be as authentic and people will sniff that out right away. Too many people are trying to chase down the success without actually being authentic to who they are and what they love creating and their whole point of why they got into music. And the thing is, is if you don't enjoy the journey, if you don't like what you're doing and what you're creating, if it ultimately becomes the most successful thing on the planet, but you don't like it because it's not what you like doing, then what good is that success? You're going to have money, but you're going to be depressed. You're going to have fame, but you're going to hate it because you don't want to sing those songs every night. You're not going to want to perform every night with those tracks because you just always think that that is not who you are and that isn't what you wanted. And at the beginning, it'll be great, but it'll wear off really fast if you're not authentic to what you're doing. And that's what I wanted to talk about because that stems from that fear of failure and that fear that you have to be popular. If people have already had success doing that one thing, you're probably in the wrong spot because people don't want the exact replica of Justin Bieber or the exact replica of whatever band it is that you're trying to replicate because That's what that band is. That's what they were for that record. But even bands change as they develop through their sound, as they develop through their career. They change themselves to keep giving people different things to listen to because even if you like something, you're going to get bored of it and you're going to want something slightly different. You're going to want a development. You're going to want to change. Everybody changes through their life and that's no different with bands and with musical taste. If you think about it in a different way, like the stock market, if you chase the trend, you'll end up losing money. If somebody buys a stock and then it goes up and you're you see that it's going up and you see that's the most popular thing people are making so much money then you buy it and that's exactly when it's near the top and then you lose all your money because it crashes if you think about this like the big bitcoin thing that happened where everybody got on the bandwagon it just skyrocketed and so many people made so much money yes but the people that were right at the end of that bought it going wow so many people are making so much money on this And those are the people that it 
completely crashed on and they lost so much money. So if you were in that and you'd put everything you had into that, you would have been devastated because you would have lost so much of what you'd put in. And that's the same kind of thing with creativity and with music. If you're trying to chase what's already popular, you're probably on the wrong bandwagon and you need to change it. You don't need to be that exact thing. You need to be what you want to be because the originality is what people like. People are going to sniff out if you are not being authentic and if you're doing something just to chase other people and to chase popularity, they're going to be able to tell right away. That's how come so many artists fail is actually because they're trying to be successful like the ones that have already become successful. So how can you help this? How can you help yourself? Branching out, which is something I talked about in a previous episode, that can help. If you're getting influences from the thing you want to become, but also everything else around it, all these different styles, all these different genres, all these different things that influence you, you become what you are and you will be influenced differently and make something unique and original, which people are going to love because nobody has the same exact set of influences and experiences that you have have to create what makes you original and new and fresh. So branching out and learning different things and getting those different experiences and those different inputs into your creativity is exactly what you need to not have that fear of failure, to be confident in what you're doing and to not have that fear of trying new things and trying what makes you unique and creating something new and get that confidence going. Because we have to be confident what we're doing. We can't feel like what we're doing isn't any good. We can't be comparing ourselves all the time. Ultimately, that fear of failure is because we continuously are comparing ourselves to other people. We're comparing ourselves to our friends. We're comparing ourselves to the other people in the community that we're in and their music. We're comparing ourselves to the famous people or the people that have had more success than us. Anybody that we in our head think have more success than us, we're comparing ourselves to them and we're trying to figure out what did they do to get more success than I did. Now, really, the thing that is actually making them more successful is not not their music and not the actual creative thing that they do, a lot of the time the success is completely outside of the actual creativity. Because songs that a lot of people find very popular, a lot of other people really don't like. So it's actually more marketing and all that other side of things. There's a lot of money that exchanges hands to make success. And it's not to do with the actual creativity. So we need to stop thinking about that in such a forefront as the be-all, end-all of what we're doing. If you make one of the best songs ever, if you make a great song, there's still going to be people that don't like it, and it still has a small chance of becoming popular, even if it's the best song out there by some measure of however you measure the best song ever. But it doesn't mean it's going to be popular if it is the exact right song that everybody needs to hear right now, if it's not put in front of those people. So the fear of failure shouldn't be dictated by that creative fear. It should be dictated by other things, which is a completely separate issue. And really, the more fear you have, the less you're going to want to try and the less you're going to want to do, which means no matter what aspect of what you're doing, you can't be fearful of it. You have to just embrace it and think you're doing the best thing for you. And the best way to know that you're doing the best thing for you is to do the authentic thing for you. So in creativity, write the songs you want to write and make the sounds that you love to hear and make the music that you want to hear and that you love to create and that you would see yourself singing night after night after night in front of thousands and millions and hundreds of millions of people because 
ultimately, if you can do that, you will be successful in some right. But if you are always comparing yourself, if you're always fearing and you're always altering what you think is best and what you think is going to make you successful versus what you actually love, if it doesn't become successful, you're always going to just blame the fact that it wasn't authentically you. And you're going to blame all these things that are outside of your control completely. But if you do the authentic thing, the thing that you love, the music you want to create, all that, if you actually stick to your guns on what you want to do, in the end, whether you become the next Ed Sheeran or Nickelback or not, you're going to feel successful in your own way because you created the music that you wanted to create. You gave the world the vision that you had in your head, the creative inspiration that you developed and harvested and created these masterpieces in your eyes. You love what you created and therefore you have achieved success no matter what happens in the public eye. Because so many things as you grow down the line, you'll realize that public success is not dictated by much of this creativity. It's dictated by so many other things. So don't be fearful in your creativity because that fear of failure in creativity has no place and it really is irrelevant. Now, I realize this is easier said than done, obviously. So we're going to talk about how to get around that and how to feel more comfortable. Well, first off, stop comparing yourselves to other people. When you're creating, create what you love. As I just said, doing what you do in the moment of creativity, there's a time and a place to be comparing yourselves to others to try and figure out how to become popular in certain ways because marketing and different things, there are things that work and there are things that don't work. But in creativity, do what you love to do. And then after the fact is when it's time to compare and to time to try and figure out how to get it to other people. The right time is not what you're creating and you have to just let that creativity flow and come out of you like the artist that you want want to do and just write a pile of songs and then figure out and sift through it after you've let that creativity flow out of you. Now, another way to get around it is of having a producer. This is kind of the point of a producer. This is the point of somebody or a manager or an A&R agent or a trusted friend or family member who you know has your best interests in mind and who you can trust. So when you show them something creatively and you show them a song and they go, this is amazing. You actually feel like it's amazing because you know, and they've probably said it to you before that if you come to them with something and they go, this isn't your best work. You're like, ah, no, I know I should. Okay. You can trust them because you know, they're going to give you an honest answer and a producer. That's what they're paid to do, but they're also paid to help direct you. So they know what's popular right now and they know what your vision is for your whole project. So when you're deep inside, creating your songs and writing, they can kind of be that outside voice that gives you the, yes, that's good. No, go this way. Oh, try that. Oh, and subtly in different ways, help direct you and point you in the right direction for what you love to do and what's authentically you, but also fits somewhere in the world and in the space that you're trying to break into and what your vision is. So a producer can help guide you or those people can help guide you while you don't have to distract yourself with all these other things. They can be that distraction because they're not actually trying to create what you're trying to create. They can be so-called distracted by everything else that's going on in the world and in the music industry and in everything else and help direct you through that, navigate through that. It's kind of like if you were in a yellow submarine in a sea of creativity and you are in all those songs, you're so deep in that those songs, which is all the water that's surrounding a submarine, and they're kind of above looking out along the 
the sea and navigating you around different ships and different other obstacles that are out there. They're kind of navigating while letting you be that ship in the sea doing what is you, but they're helping you move forward in the right direction and not, you know, go in circles or something. So that's something that a producer is really helpful for. So another thing to ask when trying to get around this fear of failure is what does it matter? Why do you have to copy that third party, that other person or that popular figure? You have to think about who you are and let that shine. People love authenticity. People love who you are. So you need to let that shine. You need to let that out. So what does it really matter trying to be the next Sean Mendez? Because your music is going to automatically have those Sean Mendez influences in it because you've heard Sean, you've listened to his music, you know his music inside out. And so it's automatically going to come out subconsciously in your music. You don't need to sit there and A, B your song to his songs and make sure that you have the bar structures right and the rhyming schemes right and whatever it is. You don't have to look at it that way because it's going to subconsciously come out in your writing. That's the beautiful thing about being creative is that all these influences come out slowly and subconsciously through your work from all these different experiences you've always had. And it doesn't matter because that is what's going to be authentically you. That's who you are. If there's a lot of Shawn Mendes influence in it, not as much of something else, that's fine. That's what you have crafted in yourself. You might sound very similar to Shawn. That's okay. It's what you are. You don't have to try to become similar to that. If you become similar, it's not the same thing. It's similar, which is totally okay because it's still your authentic self. People always hate on Nickelback. Nickelback's a a, a band in Canada, in the world, that people love to hate. And they dominate the radio waves. They're all over the place. They've had so many massive hits. But the songs are authentically what Chad likes to write. I've worked with a few people who've worked with Chad. They all say the same thing is he's not out there trying to write the next radio hit. He's not trying to write the next thing that people are going to love. It just so happens that whatever he seems to write becomes a hit and people seem to resonate with the way that he expresses himself and the things that he talks about and the way that he talks about them. He's not trying to do that. He's not sitting there going, what's going to be the next hit? He's writing the way he feels. He's writing authentically who Chad is, and that becomes Nickelback, and that becomes massive. He just happens to have hit on the right wavelength that is just everything he does is gold, apparently, but he's not sitting there trying to do it, and you don't have to do the same thing either, because the more authentic you are, the more chance of success and the more chance of people looking at it and going, this is amazing, this is beautiful, and that's why Nickelback has this back and forth on it where people think that he's writing what radio wants to hear because it's so perfect and it's so crafted and so beautiful, but that is just what he is and that's what he likes, and that's why people resonate with it so much. That's the other side of it where people love what what he's done because it's so authentically him. So think about the artists that are your favorite artists and think about the fact that they are probably authentically who they are. There was no Shawn Mendes before Shawn. There was no Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber. There was no Ed Sheeran before Ed Sheeran. They were who they were. There were people similar, sure, and all of them pulled from somebody like Michael Jackson, but There was no Michael Jackson before Michael Jackson. Now, there is no second Shawn Mendes coming up because if somebody hears something and they're like, oh, you're you're Shawn Mendes, you're exactly him, they're going to instantly dismiss it going, 
we have that. We want something else. So that's why you have to just do what you want because that's where you're going to fit into this whole web of the music industry and the different avenues of whatever you like. That's how you're going to fit in anywhere is doing what you like and it's going to be authentic and that's what's going to fit where it fits. Another thing is when you listen to your own songs, you are probably going to think they sound a lot more like something else than they do. People always notoriously are listening to their own songs going, this isn't me, or this isn't this, or this is too much like that, or these songs are totally different. I don't know what my sound is because one second I'm writing this style of song and another second I'm writing that style of song and they're so different. How is it ever going to fit together and be my sound? But Everybody outside of you listens to it and goes, wow, this sounds like you, especially if you're authentic about it and you're doing exactly what you like and you're not trying to be somebody else, because that's exactly when they're going to say, wow, this sounds like a Shawn Mendes song or wow, this sounds like an Ed Sheeran song. That's when it's a problem. But if they're like, wow, all these songs together, they're all you. They all just have your vibe on them. This is where a producer or somebody else is very useful to showing you this because that's something that's very, very, very hard for you to see, especially when you're inside of it. I heard a really, really great interview with Derek from Sum 41, one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite writers. And he was talking about one of the songs in the record and he said he was bringing it to some friends and his wife and he was kind of like, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a good song, but it's not Sum 41. And his manager was like, what do you mean it's not Sum 41? This is totally can fit on the record. And he's like, well, no, it's totally different from everything else. It's to this, it's to that. And he's like, but it still sounds exactly like Sum 41. You should like let it happen because it doesn't sound as different as you think it does from everything else. And he was kind of like, oh, okay. And fast forward now to the interview and to the record coming out. And that ended up being one of the lead singles on the record that he thought wasn't even going to be a Sum 41 song. He thought it was too different and it was just something that he let come out of him because he's really good at authentically just letting whatever flows come out of him. But it sounds like him and it sounded like Sum 41 because he just let it happen. And he didn't think it was going to fit, but everybody else loves it and thinks it's perfect and it fits exactly into the Sum 41 vibe. And that's something that's really hard to distinguish when you're doing it because you can't tell. You're too deep inside of it. There's just so much stuff in your head that makes you feel like it's not because as soon as you decide it sounds totally different that's how you're going to hear it but everybody on the outside is picking it up from a totally different angle and they see it as the public would see it and as everybody else will see it that's not you and know that it actually does fit with your sound and they're not even going to question it they're just going to assume because it does sound like you and you need to realize that that's something that happens and the last thing, something that you need to do that's going to help you get over that fear of the things that you're creating and knowing that it's authentic is you just need to believe. You need to believe in yourself and things will work out. When you believe in yourself, in your sound, in the things you're creating, things will work out. If you believe that you're doing something that you are originally unique to and you're doing a sound that is 100% you and you fully believe that, that's when things are going to work out. If you just let it go, that's how Sean Mendez ended up being himself. That's how Ed Sheeran, they were just doing what they loved to do. Kind of like Nickelback and Sum 41. They're doing what they authentically love doing 
And that's why it became as big as it did because they weren't trying to be clones of anyone else. They were just doing themselves and they believed in themselves and that's how it grew. You know, the biggest companies are born that way. The same thing. It's the same mentality. Steve Jobs fully believed in Apple and that's how Apple has become the biggest company in the world. Jeff Bezos fully believed in Amazon and that's how Amazon is now so big. People fully believe. People quit school. People do all these things because they believe so much in what they're doing. And I'm not saying quit school. Please don't do that. But you have to believe in the craft that you're creating and you have to believe in the songs that you're doing that they're authentic and that they're you. That natural creativity that comes out of you is the part that will not fail. Now to take that song that you've created and actually market it and get it out into the world, that's a whole different ballgame and that's a whole different set of things that you need to do. And we're going to talk about that later on, but that's a massive amount of other things that's completely out of control in your writing. So just let the writing happen and then figure out how to market it and how to deal with it afterwards, because that's a whole separate thing and you need to just be authentic in your own creative self. That's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you take a second to share this with an artist friend of yours or anybody who you think could use it, that would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for your support. And find me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Anik Creates. Check out my website, anikcreates.ca for show notes and staying up to date with everything I put out for you guys. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will see you in the next one. Until then, always be creating. Thank you for listening to the Anik Creates podcast. Be sure to check out anikcreates.ca for show notes and all the latest updates. Until next time, always be creating.